You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I was taking an Uber from my place in uh, Bellevue over to Seattle this past weekend. Talked to the Uber driver, just have that that banter, and he eventually said, so what do you do for a living? And I'm like, oh, I've got a couple of real estate companies. And I always leave it at that. So then they know, okay, guy's in real estate. And then they always ask me, basically, what this article and what we're going to cover today, when will the housing market come back to earth? Because everybody's kind of waiting, all right, I can't afford a house now. My income isn't enough to support the payments I need to be making on any kind of housing around here. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to move way far out, what am I going to do? All right, this dude's in real estate. Let's ask him, hey, what do you think about when will the housing market come back to earth? And what I typically say is, hey, I think you've got a slowdown going right now. It's just that the slowdown we're in Prices are still going up, whereas most of the time when you have a slowdown, prices level out or maybe they could dip down a little bit. Maybe in the Great Recession, they dip down for oh, about, I don't know, eight years in a row. Horrible. That was a horrible time. That was not a fun time. This is the flip side to that. What we've been going through the last few years in real estate, man, maybe like the last five or six. This has been a crazy run. And when you have crazy runs, it makes you nervous because crazy runs can't go on forever. You're going to have a slowdown. But literally, with the job market the way it is in Seattle, with interest rates going to be low for a while, super big demand, there's no supply, you're going to have appreciation go on for a while. Maybe at a slower pace. That's kind of what we're working on. That's what we're going to talk about today. Um, but Seattle in particular has just outstripped just about every other market in the United States, even though we've got just this, you know, some ridiculous leadership and uh, stuff going on that you're like, what? What? What are we doing? All right, before we jump on in and actually take a look at this article, if you're new here, welcome. My name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies and I read the news. Let's do this. Seattle home prices continue to soar at a record-breaking pace. When will the housing market come back to earth? Got a picture of a like a drone shot down on Seattle that's taken from high up. And you get that image of back to earth. When will it plummet back to earth? Don't know, but it's going to be a while. Even as the Seattle housing market started to cool this summer, like in June-ish, Maybe Mother's Day, at the very, very earliest, we started to see some signs of, oh, you're not getting 18 offers, you're getting three. And you're not being bid up 100 grand over list, you're being bid up 20 grand. Those were some signs that we started to see. So even as the Seattle housing area market started to cool this summer, prices shot up in the third fastest rate in the country. Hmm. Home prices in the region leapt 25% in June compared to a year earlier. All right, but June of 2020, that's not saying a lot, right? Let's be honest. We were still having a tough time kind of coming out of that. Um, are we all shut down? Are we open? Are we, what are we doing? Uh, vaccination? Is it coming? They're developing it? Oh, it's, you know, we had that whole thing going on. So after being shut down, second half of March, all of April, I mean, starting to come out of it in May. Numbers in June were not stellar, but I mean, they were, they were, they were decent considering we were in a pandemic of all things. So home prices in the region leapt 25% in June compared to a year earlier. According to the Standard and Poor CoreLogic Case Schiller Home Price Index, I wish they would make this name shorter so that I, as a professional podcaster, could say it easier. It's all about me. I need it to all be about me. 
the Standard & Poor CoreLogic Case-Shiller Home Price Index. That is a mouthful. Um, they released uh, their stats Tuesday. June was the fifth month in a row that prices climbed faster in only two other cities. So when I say just about any other market in the United States, there's two that, that climb faster. Phoenix at 29.3%. They're up. 29.3% June over June. That's insane. 30%. That is crazy talk. And San Diego at a paltry 27.1%. <sighs> talk about not sustainable. Those numbers are mind boggling. They're incredible. That is the sign of an incredibly imbalanced market. I hate to say it, that's that's my true take. The index, which tracks 20 major cities, lags by two months and measures growth pro, uh, price growth in portions of King, which I'm in, Pierce to the south, Snohomish to the north counties as part of the Seattle area. Seattle's price growth set a new record for the third month in a row, blowing past the 18% year-over-year growth the region saw in 2005, right before the housing crash and the Great Recession set in. And that was the year my divorce started. Mm, sweet timing. This year, pricey cities in the West are far from the only places where the cost of living is shooting up. Nationally, home prices were up nearly 19% compared to a year ago. This is across the board. This isn't just a few West Coast cities. This is across the board. These numbers are phenomenal. Uh, the highest jump in more than 30 years of index data, according to Standard & Poor Managing Director Craig Lazara. All right, so home prices climb across the U.S. and even faster in Seattle. For those of you on the audio portion of the podcast, when Seattle's uh, housing market has recently entered a slight summer cool down, prices here have climbed much faster than the national rate in recent years. So the price changed since June of 2016 for Seattle. Since 2016, we are up 68.2%, almost 70%. We're up. And the national average is up 43.4%. So we're up 25%, just shy of 25%, 24.8%, I believe the number is, um, over the national average. We're up, yeah, that's a bunch. It's a quarter, right? Prices climbed by double-digit percentages in all 20 major cities, the index tracks. So June over June of last year, double-digit increases in all 20 major cities. In 19 of those cities, single-family home prices are at all-time highs, Lazara said. For more than a year, the combination of hungry buyers, low interest rates, and rock-bottom number of homes for sale has driven home prices up and up and up. Insane. With some buyers freed from by remote work and looking for more space, suburbs and smaller cities have boomed. Smaller cities have boomed. The suburbs with good internet connections have boomed. Areas further out with unstable internet, people just can't operate, right? So there's that. So you think moving to your, you know, wherever, unless you've got some massive satellite hookup, it's tough to operate with slow internet or no internet. Here in the Puget Sound area, prices spiked outside the city, particularly on the east side and to the north in areas like Snohomish and Lake Stevens. So Snohomish um, to the northeast of here by a little bit and Lake Stevens to the basically due north of here, they're, they're kind of side-by-side -side cities. They are 
suburban, suburban slash rural type communities, farming communities, a lot of old school farms and stuff, um, and stuff, technical term there. So you had more acreage in the past, you've got more affordable housing, you've got some new construction developments. That's why those areas are doing really well, because it's, you know, it's not a huge commute back into the city. It's a decent commute. But um, you get, de- you know, decent size house, and you're not gonna, you know, you're not going to be way over a million bucks, which is just just saying those words makes no sense at all. And yet, um, that's where we're at, right? Entry level housing, $1 million. Who would have thought? I remember starting back in the 80s doing all these things that I've done over the years. And when you had a purchase and sale agreement that came over close to a million bucks in the 80s, it had to be something absolutely phenomenal, like waterfront, massive new home, massive view, enormous amount of acreage. Now it's a tract home and, you know, 25 minute drive out in the suburbs, cookie cutter, million bucks. Crazy. Even so, local real estate agents described early signs of a cool down in June with some buyers taking a summer break and the number of competing offers dropping slightly. That's what I just uh, described. And that that did happen. And it's still happening. And I think we're kind of on that run now. But I think we're we're leveling off a little bit, but our appreciation is still going up. It's we haven't leveled out. And we haven't we certainly haven't dropped, you're still going up. It's just at a slightly lesser rate of appreciation. The Case Shiller index shows a similar trend. While Seattle area prices jumped about 5% from February to March, that monthly rate has been declining since. From May to June, prices increased 1.5%, according to the index. That doesn't mean homes are any more affordable, particularly for first-time buyers without a stockpile of cash. Or somebody with an FHA loan or a VA loan, they're having a tough time competing because you're competing with all these cash offers that just blow everybody else away. Last month, the median single family home in King County sold for $871,000. That's the median, median, right in the middle, half cheaper, half uh, more. How about that for a technical term? So um, 871 grand median single family home in King County, we're getting close to 900 there. Not long, we'll be at a million bucks for median home. Nationally, more houses are sitting are hitting listing sites, easing the tight market slightly, economists say. All right, I, I see more inventory, yes, but it's not really easing the market all that much, slightly by a tiny little bit, a tiny little bit, because there's been such pent up demand for housing, that the buyers, they're just out there. And you know, some of these people have been out there searching for months and months and months, it takes a long time to get a house. And when you do get a house under contract, you kick and scratch and fight to get that thing closed. That's literally what buyers are doing because buyers know, oh, this is not an easy market to get a home in. So all told, home price growth remains sky high, but more signals are appearing that the housing market is slowly coming back to earth. Don't wait for it to just plummet. That's not going to happen. But coming back to earth, it's gone so high that it's going to take so long to come back to earth. I mean, 20 something percent appreciation year over year. 
And that's not including the appreciation we, appreciation you know we had in 2017, 18, 19, 20. You know, we're up what we say 68% since 2016. Those are some staggering numbers. Relief may be slow to reach home shoppers. While the housing market feels like it has legs that never got tired, inventory and affordability constraints are still expected to put a damper on price growth, CoreLogic Deputy Chief Economist Selma Hep in a statement. Less competition and more for sale homes suggest we may be seeing the peak of home price acceleration, Hep said. Going forward, home price growth may ease off, but stay in the double digits through year end. All right. Let's let's take a look at that last little paragraph there. Less competition, slightly less. So now you've got five people making an offer on a home, six people making an offer on a home. That's still five more than you normally would, right? I mean, this whole bidding thing has only been for around for in Seattle, it's only been around for a few years. We didn't even really have all these crazy forms that we do now escalation clauses, waving of this, waving of that, just basically signs of an incredibly hot real estate market. So less competition and more for sale homes. Yeah, we've had that, but I still think on a monthly basis, we're absorbing the majority of inventory that's coming on. I'll be doing my monthly market in a minute. Everything you need to know about the Puget Sound real estate market in one minute. I'll be doing that here shortly. It'll be curious to see what the MLS says in about one week um, as far as our, you know, how did our stats go for the month, the month of August? I think we had a pretty strong August. I think we had a pretty hot August. So you've got more homes suggest that we may be seeing the, all right, the peak of home price acceleration. All right, so the rate at which it's going up, all right, that might peak, but that means it's still going up just at a lower rate. So, you know, month over month, you know, may, maybe you drop back to 15% appreciation, just, you know, maybe it's 10% when things really slow down. But going forward, home price growth may ease off, but stay in the double digits through year end. In most normal markets, if you hit double digits, period, you're doing really well. It's like, oh, holy cow, we were off to the races this year. We hit 10.1% appreciation. I mean, that's a huge number. It's a huge number. These are, these are numbers that not sustainable long term, but part of, part of me sitting here in this chair is that I keep saying that and yet the market still supports these incredible numbers. They're still here. So the, the big thing here in Seattle is you've just got these jobs coming in. You've got the jobs coming in. You've got the employment centers here. You've got the tech industry here. And that is just going bonkers, bonkers. People are going back to work. These companies, they are loading up on employees. They are going back to town. So we've had this whole year of, or year and a half of, just silliness. All right, you're in the office. No, you're not in the office. All right, here's our COVID protocol. Here's not, here's what we're doing. All right, you can walk into a restaurant, but it's got to be with the mask. Okay, no mask now. You're okay with no mask. Okay, mask now. All right, you're standing, got to wear that mask, drop three feet to table level. You're good to go. Mask off. You're okay. I mean, we've just been through all of this convoluted stuff 
You can go to games now. You can go to concerts. I went to a concert last uh, weekend at the uh, White River Amphitheater. A lot of fun. Went to the Black Crows. Had a great time with my friends from high school. (sighs) Amazing time. But you still kind of look around and go, should we should we really be here? There, there's a lot of people, you know, kind of, they're getting, they're, they're getting the Rona. Uh, should we be here? And there, there it was, it was clearly evident. It was a light show. Black Crows, they're, they're an older band. Um, their members, I'm going to say, are in their early to mid fifties, like my age group. There's a couple of brothers who just hate each other in there. And I always say, and they always break up and then they come back together because, um, yeah, because they just want to get the creativity going again. And by that, we mean um, they're short on money and they need to go tour and make some money. That's why all these bands come back. It's not because, you know, they've, they've just really been honing their content individually and now they need to get back and get that, you know, get that symbiosis going where all the band, no, they're out making money. They need to make money. Nobody sells albums anymore. So the Black Crows at White River Amphitheater in Auburn, which is way south, basically an hour drive from Bellevue. Not a lot of folks. We had our pick of seats and there was nobody around us. And that was kind of sad. But you also sat around going, oh, yeah, still in a pandemic. But you wouldn't know that by the job market here in Seattle. And that's kind of my long-winded way of saying job market here is insane. I mean, it's, it's just, it's going and that, that just drives this market because you only need a handful of jobs because there's only a handful of homes. You got a handful of new jobs coming in. People need housing that is outstripping all of our supply. Cause we've basically had last month, I think, did we, we were still under a month system wide for inventory that is sold out for a big metropolitan area like Seattle under a month of housing. A, um, and it was more like, I think it was just over two weeks, maybe 0.67 of a month we had supply for. And that means that if no more inventory came on as of that rating of 0.67, it would take 0.67 months for everything to be sold out based on absorption rates, based on how much inventory buyers are buying, you know, on a weekly basis. So anytime you have under a month's uh, supply, it's not good. And you're going to have these wild gyrations. You're going to have these big spikes in pricing because there's only so much inventory for people to buy. And if you if you want to buy a home here and you're moving here and you've got you know five-year contract or whatever, you don't want to rent, you're going to buy a home. And um, you know that's the pressure that we've been feeling. And it makes it really tough on the millennial generation to get a foothold. We're seeing that being a real reality. People are moving way further out than they used to. Commuting, big deal. Condos. People still aren't excited about condos because they want that, you know, that American dream of having the white picket fence, not having to hear their neighbors slamming around doing whatever they're doing not having to deal with people parking next to them, dinging their car, you know, all that good stuff of uh, when you're, you don't have your own place. People want housing. They want a house. They don't necessarily want a condo, but even condos. I mean, there's, there's not a lot on the market there either. You know, followed some of the markets and it's like, wow, we are just really shy on inventory here. So moving forward, going forward, home price growth may ease off, but stay in the double digits through year end. 
if you've got double digits through year end, I mean, that's on a nationwide basis. Uh, those are some phenomenal numbers because that means you've got some super high numbers and then there's that's also, you know, averaged out by some numbers that are, you know, way less, way less. But if you're double digits going through the end of the year, it's a pretty strong year. So who would have thought going through a global pandemic, the real estate market would absolutely just whoosh, take off and be as smoking hot as it is. You know, I wouldn't have seen that coming, um, but I'm old school. And when things happen, typically bad things happen, like a pandemic, real estate market tanks. Not this time. It's been a weird go. It's like, what, what, what altered reality are we living in? Well, double digits through the end of the year. And here in Seattle, I think it's way higher than that. Because um, what will happen is we are we're late August. So kids are going to go back to school here. Kids are going to go back to school. Oh, they're going back to school now. And we've got the holiday weekend coming up here, Labor Day weekend. And um, and then you've always got just a little bit of a run after that housing wise. People who didn't want to compete with all the people trying to get their kids into school and make all those moves and all the, you know, all the um, the summer vacations, those last minute summer vacations everybody makes in August before the kids go back to school, before that grind starts. Boy, do I miss those days. Not so much. Um, yeah, those are hard times, especially when you've got a pandemic and are we going to be doing remote learning? Not really sure. But um, I think in September, you're going to see a little bit of a run and then we're going to ease on into the holidays. Holidays, maybe these holidays, last holidays, they felt a little choppy, didn't they? Because are we supposed to be? Are we supposed to be shopping? Are we supposed to be out at store? I remember, I remember our mall here, Bellevue Square, opened up like right before the shopping season. I remember going there thinking, you know, I'm not afraid of the Rona, but I also don't really want to get it. Should we be here? And back then, we didn't realize that. Um, yeah, didn't really have a lot to do with the contact surface, like you're washing your hands. Have you noticed how the whole washing your hands thing is? kind of just gone by the wayside. And everybody talks about wearing a mask now. Mask up three, four, five masks, just mask them up, put them over your eyes, You can't be too safe. I mean, just mask the heck up. Um, what's it going to look like this Christmas? I think it looks different, even though we've got the dreaded uh, Delta variant out there that's just doing its thing. Crazy, right? But I think you're going to see a more normal market. I think the real estate market will slow down because typically it does. We've just had some weird gyrations over the last year, year and a half to be expected when you're in a global pandemic. Things are going to be wicky whack. Would not have expected the kind of appreciation we've seen, but we've talked about that, right? So look for my next market in a minute if you care about real estate. A lot of you guys don't, but you know. Thanks for being with me here on, on this one to this point in time. Um, that's it for me. What else can I say? Thanks for being here. All right, we'll talk soon. Until then, stay safe. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.